podcast listeners, thank you guys so much for your attention, for your time. Man, I am just so appreciative. Definitely take some time though. Check out the YouTube channel. You know, you can find it, man, you can find it a number of ways. You can find it through any of my social media. You can go to LiveFCubed, which is kind of the website, kind of the central repository for FCubed. If you go there, right in the upper right-hand corner of the site, you can click on the YouTube icon. You know, I don't have enough clout or prestige yet to give you guys like, you know, like a YouTube forward slash, you know, Jay Schultz or a YouTube forward slash, you know, FCubed. I'm pretty sure right now it's YouTube forward slash and then like the alphabet backwards and a whole series of numbers that I certainly don't remember. So I'm not going to give it to you guys that way. But like I said, you can find it a number of ways, social media, the website, whatever. Check it out. Check out the channel. All kinds of content I try to put up there. You know, at least a few new pieces each week. Check it out. I hope you like it. And I'll see you guys on the flip side. Hello? Hello? Mr. Flip, are you there? I am here, live and in person. <laughs> this is this is sweet, man. What's going on? Just keeping the dream alive. That's the only thing I know how to do. I mean, that's that's all we can do, my man. That mm-hmm. is all we can do. So, man, you uh dude, so you are the first guest on the FQ podcast, man. How do you feel about that? I feel great. And the market just closed. If you heard the bell in the background, so you know, we're we're just uh, again just making it happen however we can. You're and you're down in uh you're down in Miami, right? I am down in South Florida. Wow, man. That's uh so how far away is uh how far away is Miami from St. Petersburg? Uh well, St. Petersburg. I know there's St. Pete in Tampa and that's Yeah, yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's probably about 4 to 5 hours. Somewhere okay. in between there. Because my mother-in-law is up in there. My mother-in-law and her husband, Doug, they're up They're up there. And we make it out there. Man, we probably make it out there once, twice a year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, um, they got to see the grandkids. So, you dude, know. They got to do it, man. <laughs> they got to do it. So, so Flip, you um, – so why don't you tell – because I want, you know, I want all my listeners to kind of get to know you a little bit on this – on this podcast and whatnot. So why don't you tell them a little bit more about, about sweat nation before we kind of get into what's going on today. All right. So sweat nation is a creation I came up with, excuse me, a couple of years ago, I want to say maybe 2009 and 10. I remember one day I was working out in the gym and I was listening to one of the podcasts that I frequently used to listen to. And, uh, it was a bunch of guys on there just kind of, uh, bashing CrossFitters. Okay. Uh, it was it was kind of popular. I, li- I like to do these. That. I like these guys already. No, I'm just so, kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> bashing CrossFitters, and I was sitting there thinking, you know what? There's a lot of people always trying to divide. Yeah. Where are the people that are trying to put things together? Because I was thinking to myself, you know, movement in general is a good thing, right? Movement is broken down to six things. You got an upper body, lower body, push and pull. You have a lunge, you have a twist, and you have like vertical and horizontal angles. And you can go anywhere between all of that, and you have all of human movement. And as I kept thinking about that, I was like, you know, if you do yoga bad, it's bad. If you do yoga good, it's good. If you do Pilates bad, it's bad. If you bodybuild bad, it's bad. If whatever you do bad, it's bad. But if you do it well, and you do it with the right intentions and with awareness, it's good. 
So with that, I thought, you know, uh, I think it was kind of around July 4th when I came up with this and I was, you know, thinking of all the, the, the United States of America. And I was like, we need somebody to bring fitness together. And that's where I came up with the concept of Sweat Nation. Man, that's really, that's really cool, dude. Like, that, that, that's just, uh, I really love, so I love your approach to fitness. I love everything you just said. And the one thing that, the one thing that really jumped out at me when, when you and I first met was the holistic view that you take on, I mean, I mean, Sweat Nation and I mean, your podcast, I mean, you're getting into finance, you're getting into relationships, you're getting into some other things. So, I mean, you very much take a holistic view about you as a person, yeah. which I obviously love because that's very similar to, you know, kind of the F cube thing. But even just within fitness itself, man, you're, it's a very, very well-rounded approach. And uh, I applaud you for that, man. I really do. You know, thank you. Thank you for that. And like anything, it's, it's been a journey. You know, I didn't start off as a holistic guy. I started off very much, uh, you know, in the bodybuilding type of training because my stepdad, as I was growing up, in the garage, he had a, you know, we had a gym in the garage and he's the one who introduced me to working out and he worked out very much like a bodybuilder, you know, sets, reps and, and all that. But, you know, uh, as I continued learning on my journey, I was like, the only way you're ever going to know if something works is to try it. And when you try new things, you pick up, like they say, take what, what, what serves you and you just discard the rest. And I've, uh, as I've gone through my journey, I've found many things that have served me all over the place. And whatever doesn't, I just move past it. And, and that's, that's how I've put together this more holistic view of fitness. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome, man. It, it, it's, that's really, really awesome. And, and, you know, I'm really lucky to have crossed paths with you because when we trained together, you know, a few weeks ago down in Orlando, you, you put me through some things I've not done before. Yeah. You know, you had me doing some things that I, I, I had never done before. And just as you just said, I, I've discarded most of it. But, <laughs> I, but, 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 all, but all kidding aside, I came to you mm-hmm. and my right hamstring was yeah. bothering me. And, you know, we talked about it. And, you know, not only did you show me some things I could specifically do for my right hamstring, but you said something that really stuck with me, man. And it has really changed the way that I view kind of rehab and prehab and all that stuff. You just said, cause I was telling you about my fascia release and I was telling you about the different things I was doing. And you were like, that's great, man. Keep doing that. But you've got to remember that if you don't, if you don't spend enough time stretching out the muscle after you loosen up that tissue, it's just going to likely go back to where it was. Mm-hmm. Well, and I you're... really felt like I was like, wow, like I, I went home from Orlando and I'm like, man, I think Flip might be right because I feel like the myofascial release was helping, but there was a ceiling. Like I wasn't getting past a certain point of recovery. Yeah. But man, since since we since we connected, I now religiously stretch out my hamstring every day. And as a result, I'd say I've gone from when I was with you, I'd say my hamstring was about eighty percent. I'd say now I'm about ninety or ninety five. And mm-hmm. I actually finally see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, you got to get deadlifting again. Deadlifting is important. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what I'm slated to do, hopefully here in like April, man. So mm-hmm. those deadlifts, stuff. deadlifts are one of those big rock exercises, like they say. That's it, man. So here's what I'm curious about. So I'm curious, man. People who have listened to me a little bit, they probably have a good 
good idea what my stance is on like nutrition and training. But when it comes to the relationship between nutrition and training, I'm curious how you view those two things kind of within someone's, you know, fitness program or their goals or whatever. Well, nutrition for all intents and purposes is what you're made out of, right? You can, if you do all the exercise in the world and you don't give your body the ingredients it needs to recover and repair itself, you're just, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of going to go in circles because you're not going to have what your body needs to get the result that you want. And nutrition has definitely been uh, a, a huge part of this whole journey. Um, you know, you talk a lot about faith and things like that. And what I have found in the nutrition world is that it's full of a lot of dogma and a lot of people who want to stick to their one corner and defend it at all costs. Where, as we spoke earlier, I'm the one that's like, okay, you defend whatever you want to defend. I'm going to go and see what this does and see how my body responds so that I can have firsthand knowledge as to what this approach may or may not do, at least for me. Because if we all think, if we really think about it, we are all kind of an N equals one. You know, you, you, we all have muscle. We are all made out of the same things, but we are not made in the same proportion, if you know what I mean. You know, if you think about it like a chemist, there might be a little more of this in you and, and that might be less in me. You know, like when we were stretching out, I definitely felt that you were more of a, you're, you're definitely more muscular than I am. I'm more on the ectomorph skinny endurance side of fitness. So I have to work to keep my strength up where you may not have to work as hard as I do to keep my strength, to keep your strength up. And uh, in any case, nutrition is important to all of it. But I'll tell you, I, I, I love, I mean, I, the N equals one thing. I, I love that. I love that because, you know, like hearing you say that, that's actually, it, it's so interesting. Like when I hear the whole N equals one thing, a lot of people within the like evidence-based research-based scientific community when it comes to nutrition specifically will kind of say, you know, the N equals one thing, and they'll kind of use that as a way to shoot down someone's anecdotal experience. Yeah. Because and I... they'll say, well, you know, they'll basically just say, well, you know, N equals one. And, you know, it's so interesting, man, because I think that – so I'm big on evidence. I'm big on evidence. I'm big on research. I'm big on the science behind what's going on. But I also, when I, when I think about research, specifically within fitness and specifically when it comes to nutrition, I think about it like a blunt object. I think about it like, you know, it's going to point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But in order, to, in order to really fine tune kind of like what you need, like what Flip needs and what Jim needs and what Rick needs and Sally needs, You've really got to take that blunt in- instrument or that huge mound of clay, and you've got to start to really start to polish it up and figure out, all right, what is the best mix of ingredients or what is the best kind of you know, situation or trade-off for me personally and kind of the situation that I'm up against? Mm-hmm, for sure. So I very much, when I began was very firmly rooted in the evidence-based and science-based and research, and I still am. We need that. Without that, there is no foundation to really move from anywhere because you need need to know that you're starting off from a good foundation to build the house to begin with. 
So science and research and evidence is crucial. But as I actually went out in the world and started working with people, you know, when I was a, a young coach and trainer, I would tell people, you know, this is how the science says we're supposed to do things. And we would do things in those manners, in that manner. And I wasn't always getting results. Now, sometimes it's because people are not serious about what they're doing. And then there's a different approach you need to take for that because that is a more psychological approach where some people, they did everything right and we still weren't getting the results. And it's like, okay, so now the only thing I had in my toolbox at that time was, you know, the research evidence-based stuff. So at that point, I had to go searching for new things. And I have a good example of a client that I had one time. Or I, she's actually still a client of mine, but I, I only see her when she comes down to my area. Okay. So, you know, this client, just to give a little background on her, I, I believe that at once upon a time, her and her husband were part owners of the Florida Panthers. So let's say that uh, they didn't have any financial issues or they did, but they're not the normal financial issues that most people would go through. And uh, she had eczema. And... You know, you know, we tried to clean up her diet. We did this. We did that. She threw money at the problem. She went to the doctor. She got cream. She got potions. She got everything. And it would kind <laughs> of get it in control, but it never really completely went away. So, you know, as, as you like to do and I like to do, I went digging and learning. And I came across this protocol that I was like, you know, I don't know if this is going to work. But all we can do is try it. So I was like, you know, let's square off 30 days while you're here. And let's try it. Let's see what happens. And uh, in 30 days, she lost 16 pounds and the eczema was gone. Whoa. Wow. So there was not tons and tons of evidence behind that. But that is the anecdotal experience that both of us converged on. And as soon as she went off the diet and we started adding things back into her diet, one of the things that we figured out was one of her triggers, which is a, a healthy food for the, most people, but not for her. But that was tomatoes. You know, she would eat tomatoes and she said she can feel the itching and all that starting to come back. So, you know, tomatoes are healthy. But for her, something about her system wasn't, you know, it was triggering some different type of thing that was making her autoimmune system turn on and give her this symptom that she didn't want. That's so interesting, man. So have, I'm curious, have you ever had a... Um... Have you ever had a food sensitivities panel done before on yourself? I haven't had an official one where like they do all the dots and see what happens, but I am constantly putting myself on all types of nutritional things just to see how my body responds, how I feel. You know, I'll write down, I'll take my measurements, I'll see how much body fat I lost and all that. Uh, I, I do want to get more into just blood and maybe even stool sampling and things like that. But, so uh, you're gonna do you're gonna start doing some at home stool sampling, some DIY well, stuff. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that <laughs> firsthand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Maritz is gonna be on board with this, man. I don't know, but <laughs> I did read an article once, and I hope this comes true one day, of a Japanese lady who was working on a toilet that will read your stool and like send it to your app on your. Oh phone. my gosh, dude! I read the same <laughs> article that I read it a few years ago. Uh huh. I dude, would so hilarious. be an investor I read in that. The exact same thing. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, man, that's so funny. I would love for that to be true. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so funny. All, all kidding aside, though, Flip, man, honestly, so if I were you, I would, I, you know, usually it's not covered by insurance. It'd be a few hundred bucks. I would, yeah. I would get it done, man. So I had, yeah. I've had it done a couple times. 
uh, I had I had it done like five or six years ago, and man, it was so eye opening. Like yeah. things like garlic and things mm-hmm. like mushrooms and things like you know I intuitively already knew that these things would give me issues. You know, bloating, discomfort, yeah. whatever. But it's just, just to have the actual data in front of you really powerful. Oh, for sure. And, you and know. I actually just I actually just had had it rerun and I got the results literally this morning. And mm-hmm. I was I was pretty surprised. Like things like strawberries and bananas are not on not high, but they're they're kind of there's some mild uh, reactivity there. And so I was like, hmm, that's kinda interesting. Yeah, definitely. So it's just, you know, it's about data, man. It's about data. It's about, you know, seeing how your body responds to certain things and it's just there's nothing better than a food sensitivities panel with your blood and you're going to literally see all right my body doesn't really like tomatoes Mm -hmm. like your client you know like your client had yeah so So what's interesting about this also and it's something that i've had to layer on to what we're saying now is that that stool sample and that blood sample is a static moment in your you know in your body where our bodies are dynamic and they're always moving from place to place so yes that static moment will give you clarity about what's happening right now but as you clean your diet up and as you move from that moment you know things are going to change as you move forward and uh, a sensitivity that you may have now once you clean it up and your immune system you know starts firing back on all on all cylinders, you may be able to eat that thing again with no problem. So uh, there's just so much we need to learn. And that's what makes all of this so amazing and interesting because learning is awesome. And it's what keeps your brain young and happy. And I just love that I've met somebody like you that we can just talk about it and expand and learn and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah, man. No, it's cool. And I, you know, the one thing you said, too, about about nutrition and listening to the protocol that you laid out to kind of you know, kind of stumbled upon something that got rid of the eczema and led to a lot of weight loss and stuff. And the N equals one, you know, as you know, I mean, we, we, we don't know each other that well yet, but when it comes to fitness, you probably know that I'm a big macros guy. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big calories guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm that way for good reason. Mm-hmm. But I know that some people, whether they be, you know, athletes I've worked with or just people that I know or whatever, I know that, that approach is just not going to jive with them. It's not going to jive with them. Not because it doesn't work because I mean, literally it's, you get it to a point where it's just science and it has to work. I mean, I mean, jive with them from a standpoint that, Hey, it's a commitment, man. You know, you've got to be willing throughout the day to do these things. And some people are just like, Hey Jim, straight up, man. Like I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And so my whole thing is, You've got a menu of different things you can choose from. I think macros and calories are the most efficient way to not only lose weight, but I think more importantly, keep weight off, which I think most people really, really struggle with. Yeah. But if you look at a menu and you're like, you know, keto, intermittent fasting, just Mm -hmm. eating clean, quote unquote, you know, where you're trying to just choose nutritious foods or whatever, there's a number of different things you can do. The thing that's going to work best, Flip, and I think you're going to agree with me here, but if you don't, by all means, you're going to have the mic. I think I think the, the thing that's going to be best is the one that you will actually do. You are 110% correct. <laughs> yep. So that's kind of my whole thing when I meet like a new client. It's like I need to meet them where they're at. 
I need to find the way that they like to learn. I need to find the way that resonates with them. And from there, you know, you can start planting seeds for other ways of doing things. But like, say somebody comes to me that's like, you know, I can't stand counting calories. It's never really worked. You know, the first thing I'll tell them is, you know what, you're right. Counting calories is what I tell people like that is counting calories are for people that are advanced. You know, that's for people who have everything good. And then, you know, after you have everything good, which will get you 80% of the results you want already, then you can start being like, okay, you got all these good results from just eating things that are just better for you instead of things that are not so good for you. And now you say you want to lose that last 10. Okay, now we got to see how much protein, how much fat, how much carbs, and we got to make sure that they're in line so that we can get that, those last 10 pounds off because, you know, that's where you got to start digging deep and looking into all that stuff. But uh, an approach I like to take is, you know, get everything right first and get it right in a way that's going to be the easiest for you to do because once you're getting things right, then it's easy to tell people, okay, let's count calories because they're excited that things are going right. You know, let's do this. Let's try that. But first, meet them where they're at. And then from there, you build rapport, relationship. You get to know a person. You get to know their psychology and how it is that you're going to get them to cross that line that they're trying to cross. Totally agree, man. Totally agree, 100%. So from, so from a training standpoint, so let's switch gears here for a few minutes. From a training standpoint, so, you know, you and I, we trained together for like an hour. So I got, you know, I got a rough idea you know, kind of what your, what your preferred modes of training are. And I'm, you know, I am, I would say 75, 80% bodybuilder, yeah. 20 to 25% power lifter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm kind of like a power builder is the term yeah. that you might hear. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your training style like though? And not only with your, I mean, with your clients, but also for yourself. Like when you, like when Flip goes to the gym, what does what flip like to get done? All right. So for I'll start with my clients. With my clients, it always starts with what do you want? What is it that you want? Because I've trained girls to get on stage. I've trained, you know, the average mom. I've trained the CEO of this. I've trained all types of things. And it, it depends on what people want. Okay. I, so, so, so let's narrow the focus. Let's say fat loss. You get, you, get a, you get someone that comes to you and says, Flip, I want to lose fat. Mm -hmm. what well, is your prescription for well that? first thing we're going to do is of course look at the nutrition of second course. thing we're going to do is it depends almost on on how much time they have if they're going to be three days a week only i would probably do full body so that you know at least you're hitting the whole body every other day so that your whole body has to repair itself so while you're asleep at night which is why sleep is so important your whole body is working overtime trying to repair 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 which is going to keep your your, your metabolic rate up. Now, if you have four or five days a week, then we'll go into body part splits and, you know, spread things out a little bit more so that we can, you know, because if we hit the full body four or five times a week, that may be a little too much, especially somebody who's starting out. Yep. So again, it kind of depends on how much time I have with them, how committed they are, where we're starting, where their psychological level is at. There's a lot of variables that go into it. But for the most part, I train general population people. For the most part, every now and again, I'll get somebody that wants to really do something specific. So for them, I would say, you know, just full body. That warm-up that I gave you, you know, where at least I, I like to call that warm-up prehab. Because if you do prehab, you won't have to do rehab. 
Flip, we got flip. We got to be. I gotta stop you right there, man. We gotta be real with the people out there because they they're not they're, they're gonna gloss right over that. Dude, yeah. You, ba- you buried me, bro. You buried <laughs> me with your little warm up routine. Yeah. Like your well, little warm up routine, dude. I was sore for six straight days from just that warm up routine. Well, the thing is, it's the first time you did it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you do something well, you for had the first me time, setting, you had me super setting downward dogs with upward dogs, and so that's not a good recipe for Jay Schultz. Well, you know, it, it, it'll help to loosen up that hamstring. That's true. No, that's true. <laughs> so, and then your other question was, what is it that I do? Yeah, exactly. So I would say for the past year, I don't even think I've been in a gym. The gym for me for the past year, year and a half has been the world itself. So I'm that crazy guy who's walking around with a 50, 75 pound weight vest all day long. Then I get home and hang upside down on my upside down chair. Then I'll grab my kettlebell, throw down a hundred swings, do a couple of, uh, of uh, you know, like uh, Turkish get-ups and things like that. Lately, what I've been trying to work on, and I don't know if it's a thing or not, but it's something that I read, and the only way I'm going to find out if it works for me is to try it, is I've tried to be very intuitive with my training. You know, if my body's like, hey, man, go do some freaking deadlifts, I'll just get up and start doing deadlifts. Hey, go do some chest, I'll go do chest. I've been very trying to get in touch with what is it that my body is asking me for? And I know that is a completely different way of working out, but I figured I'd try it and see what happens. Dude, it's completely different. So I, I love that, man. Like I just, that's one of the things that I was, I was kind of drawn to about you right from the beginning was you have a very, very fresh perspective on the whole thing. And so I, I love what you just said. That's complete. Like that could not possibly be more different than how I train. Like yeah. literally on a spectrum, we are the endpoints of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Well, I've I mean, been I, I've been on the stage before. I've I've worked out like that, and you know it's fun. It's great to you know give yourself a goal. All right, I got to get on that stage that day, and I have to do everything that I have to do to get on that stage. But I'm a person that likes to play outside. And when I had to bodybuild, I had to be in the gym two hours every day, six days a week. And that, if I do that for a long period of time, it will burn me out in a different way. So, I, you know, I love mountain biking. I love hiking. I love, I love just being outside. I'm an outside type of person. So I try yeah, to that's... just be out there. And if you use your body, I guess it's kind of like, you know, like our ancestors, as they say, that they were just outside moving. And that's all the exercise they needed. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you know, when, when I think about all that, I just, I think about when I was in college, you just got me thinking about when I was in college, I think it was maybe sophomore year, maybe it was junior year, but I tried a season of training where I trained intuitively mm-hmm. for like four or five or six months. And, you know, I, I gave, I gave it a fair shot. But I walked away and I said, yeah, I'm a little too, um, I guess you could say the right word would be anal (laughs) (laughs) with my training. I was like, I'm just a little too uh, detailed. Yeah, I'm a little too particular (laughs) with Mm -hmm. how I want to do things. But the one thing you said, though, that I could not possibly agree with more. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I'm not disagreeing with it. But if you do the same thing constantly, you will get burned out. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the gym more than probably most people. But man, if I if you don't shake things up once in a while, I mean, you just you really run into a situation where, you know, you can find yourself 
getting overly bored, getting overly fatigued, getting burned out. But man, that's so, that's so interesting, man. Because yeah, I mean, now I've got like, I've got Google sheets. I, yeah. I I'm tracking volume mm-hmm. from one session to the next. I mean, I'm going after the tiniest incremental increases here or there or whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah man, that's why well, you've been doing it for a long time. And you're solid. So, you know, you're, you, you're already way past those newbie gains. So now the gains <laughs> take, they take deeper, you know, intention to get to, to get more results. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what, there, I'll tell you what, there's a, there's a secret out there. That little weight vest that you've got. Mm-hmm. So, so I've got one of those too. And, uh, for your long, so, so here's a little, a little tip that I can throw out to everybody that's listening. When you, when you're doing fat loss for a long time, and you're doing cardio and you're increasing your cardio and whatever. And then you start to stall and mm-hmm. plateau. If you toss on one of those weight vests for your cardio sessions, yeah, it will, it will, it will push you past that plateau. Yeah. That heart rate will start going up there a little bit faster. Oh man. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and if, if you want to put that treadmill on an incline. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you toss 30 pounds on your back Yeah. on the weight vest. I mean, you said you're using 50 to 75. I don't think I ever went over, I want to say 30 to 35 was the most I did in that. I mean, I felt that. So I can't even imagine yeah. doubling that. Yeah. And I just walk around with it all, like, all day. My clients are like, Oh, so you're wearing the SWAT team vest again today. And I'm like, <laughs> my body's asking for it. <laughs> But let's put things in perspective. We're wearing these weight vests, but none of that or those weight vests pale in comparison to what our our wives, mothers and girlfriends have to deal with when they're carrying uh, those babies inside of them. So we're we're still lightweight. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. Now we got to talk about the real heroes. Uh Oh, my gosh. No (laughs) doubt. So, man. So this was good, Flip, man. I really enjoyed having you on, man. Yeah, for sure. We should uh, we should uh, do it as often as we can. Oh man, there is no doubt. There's so many other things that we can talk about, even within fitness. Other things. Well, I we mean, still didn't man, even get is... into faith, and that is a, a big subject right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I mean, let's. How I, I, I would love to. So, you know, so my my day job obviously is finance. Yeah. At Tasty Trade, I know you're you're a Tasty Trader yourself. Yeah. And so finance is amazing for a number of reasons that I'm sure we'll talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. But I, I would have to say that it's tough for me, man. Like with F cubed fitness, finance, faith, I mean, the most important element of the three is clearly faith. Yeah. But when it comes to like my passions, like what gets me up in the morning, it, it man, it's, it's all three, man. Like it's, it's yeah, incredible. For yeah. sure. The thing is that, the fitness and the finance are things we can do. I guess the, the best way to say it is while we're in this form, in this place, but the faith is something that transcends us. That's a little bit beyond what we uh, understand in this form. And that is uh, some deep stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them with the deep stuff, man. So they'll be coming back for more next time. Yeah, for sure. So, Hey man, well, let everybody know, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? Give everybody the details, man. All right. Well, I'm Flip Aguilera on Facebook. I'm very friendly. You can come check me out. I am also have Sweat Nation on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm sweatnation.world. On Twitter, it's at sweatnation. So that's uh, the easiest places to find me. So come ask questions, get involved. We love to learn and uh, learn with all of you people out there. Cool, man. All right, Flip, thanks a lot, man. I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon, and uh, 
We'll catch all you guys next time. All right. Keep making the dream a reality, my man. That's it. All right, guys. See ya. Peace. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. If you wanted to take 10 seconds and hop on over to iTunes and leave me a rating, you can five-star it, you can one-star it, but you obviously should five-star it. Write me a review. Man, that would mean so much to me. I would be so appreciative. And uh, yeah, that's it. God bless you guys.